Hello friends and welcome to the podcast where we believe that the word of God is able to give wisdom that leads to salvation which is in Christ Jesus, that it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training. My aim is to help Christ followers be adequately equipped for every good work through biblical literacy. And because that is a lifetime commitment, grab a pen, a book, and your Bible, because we're going to be here for a while. Genesis 1 verses 6 to 8. And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. At various points in human history, people thought about the world in a completely different way than we do today. They did not know that the sun was a ball of gas and that earth was a globe that rotated around it. They made sense of the world they lived in by what they observed or what they saw when they looked at something and the theology surrounding that observation. In the ancient Near East, it was believed that the sky was a literal solid dome or barrier arched over a flat earth. And all the blue that we see when we look up were the heavenly waters or waters above held up by the barrier. So when the Bible talks about an expanse or firmament, as it is called in some translations, was believed to be a solid boundary that separated heaven and earth. Israel and all the neighboring nations believed, and this was a wildly held notion for a long time, that the expanse, firmament or the sky, which held back the waters above, had actual windows that would be opened on occasion for rain to fall down and water the earth which is where the idea of windows of heaven comes from. This does not mean that the ancients or patriarchs were backwards in any way. It is important to understand that current advances in the fields of astronomy, biology or physics do not change the cosmology of the time and the language used in the text. However, the revelation of God's character our place in his creation, and the analysis of sin, its consequences, and how God responded to it are eternal truths that apply to all people for all of time. 
what we are learning here about God's character is that he set up the sky, oceans and mechanisms of weather, regardless of how it is all understood at a particular time in history. Yahweh is the author and sustainer of it all. God in his kindness works with us exactly where we are to reveal eternal truths about himself. One writer says, science explores the natural world. Biblical faith affirms that everything we call natural is the handiwork of God. God has lovingly designed the world to work the way that it does for his image bearers. Verse 7 says, God made this space to separate the waters of earth from the waters of the heavens. Now, to the Egyptians who were behind them, the universe was made up of a limitless ocean above the sky called Nun. And that was paralleled by waters under the sky called Nunet. So waters above and waters below who was separated by the god of the air called Shu, whose body was ornamented, completely covered with stars. In Egyptian mythology, she was worshipped as the expanse and supporter of the sky. But in Genesis, Yahweh does away with any notion of divinity that could be attributed to these created things. God powerfully dismisses the gods of the sky and waters. He proclaims to his people that the waters above, the firmament and the waters below were created things made by him and are in fact under his control to serve his purposes. One of the nations Israel would be living amongst believed that the waters above and waters below were made up of the severed corpse of a god who fell in battle. So half of a body made up the sky and the other half made up the oceans below. In other cultures of the time, it was even believed that the heavens and the earth were at some point one thing and were cut into two using a tool. God had Israel sit in the wilderness until they got it. They were an indoctrinated people, accustomed to harsh religions and treatment. God knew they were susceptible to pick up whatever new oppressive practices they interacted with. He knew they would be prone to wander away and leave the one they were meant to love. And so in his mercy, God held them in the wilderness until they fully understood. For Israel, there was no warring between gods for supremacy. Yahweh reveals to them that the waters are simply waters and were divided by an act of the only true and living God. God says, let there be, and there was. The universe simply obeys its creator. God was changing their understanding of the origins of the universe 
its structure and ultimate fate. One of my favorite things about the creation account is when it says, and God saw that it was good. Good, in this context, refers to that which reflected the character of the God who made it and that which would be beneficial for humankind to flourish. That is the measure with which God judged at creation. The underlying question is, will this be for the betterment of the people whom I will put here? This is the first time we see God call anything good, and the motivation is human well-being. Not what would be most convenient for him, what would make him look amazing, even though it does make him look amazing, and definitely not what would make the lives of the people he would put on earth hard. God is not sadistic like some have come to believe. He does not take pleasure in our pain and does not go out of his way to make life difficult for some. I know that many of us do not actually believe God likes us, let alone love us. We do not think he rejoices over us. We think at most that he tolerates us. And perhaps we've learned this train of thinking because of things we've gone through or what others have done. And we've attributed human traits, sinful human traits, onto God. We think that if people, and especially those close to us, can hurt us, that God must be the same. But you see, his love is not like shifting shadows. It does not waver and it isn't fickle. One song says his love isn't unsure of us. It is firm and unending and always looking to do what is good for us. One of the points with which God determined whether something was good was whether or not it would be beneficial for human rule and dominion. Imagine that. When Yahweh fashioned the sky and separated the waters above from the waters below, it was because it would be optimal for people to fulfill their purposes. This is the character of this God. The depth of love he had for his image bearers and the lengths he was willing to go to for them. And he hasn't changed and neither have his affections for us today. God is still working all things out for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purposes. And you are called according to his purposes. I thank you so much for joining me again in our study of Genesis. See you next time, my friends. Mm-hmm.